Hey, welcome to the Jesus, Sex, and Politics podcast. I'm Micah. I'm Nathan. And here we talk about all the things the culture doesn't want to talk about. And that might scare you. Hey, so thanks for tuning in. If you uh, haven't already, uh, subscribe to this podcast, like us, uh, it bumps us up, give us a five-star rating, it bumps us up in the algorithms, uh, it helps get the word out. You know, we're just always fighting this for truth. We want to we wanna dive into tough issues and discuss things from a, from many different perspectives and, and really try to help uh, kind of root out what are the lies and, and establish and, uh, ourselves in what is truth. And so um, that's why we do what we do. So we'd love to have your help and your support there. So today we've got a really fun um, uh, conversation. I, I love this. This is near and dear to my heart. Uh, we're going to talk about the Second Amendment a little bit. We've hit on it before in some of our other podcasts, but we're, we're going to really dive into this. And as pastors, a lot of times you don't hear pastors talking about two-way issues. You don't, you, we, we tend to say, ah, I don't know, Second Amendment, yeah, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad, like, you know, shooting people, killing people, ah, it's probably, <laughs> I don't know, I can, I, what, what do I say here, right? Um, but, but I want to get, uh, Nathan, I want to get your perspective, because when I came to Life Church. And I've heard multiple people. We've done some some events recently at Life Church, and one of the things that that stick out to people <laughs> who are card carrying NRA members or two A people, they walk up to our campuses, all three campuses, and they'll see this sticker on our door. It's a little square sticker, and it's got a gun in it. And typically, you see those, and it's got a it's got a circle around it with a line through it, a like Ghostbuster hey, sign. Yeah, it's like, hey, don't bring a gun in here. But yeah. this is a circle around it, and it's a green circle with no line through it. And if you read it, it says, "Here we are. We proudly are a lawful carry premises." Uh, kind of says something to that yep. that effect. Yeah. Um, and I get people to say all the time, "It's like that's amazing. I I've never been at a church where that there's that type of." openness to not only are you a lot of churches will say hey we allow people to conceal carry but we don't really talk about it but no at life church we say hey if you have a gun and you have a permit bring it to church (laughs) (laughs) well i'll tell you where that came from um we did a um kind of an active shooter thing uh training uh, because there's so much of that that was going on at a time and i had a friend who really uh he was going around training churches and stuff and so he was a, a ranger and uh his name's john rankin so he came up and and did this training and one of the things that w- was it's very evident we actually sat and watched as a staff the actual with audio we watched Columbine mm. happen. Wow! And you hear everything. Wow! I mean, it's it's available, but you know, but you're you're wa- we just sat and watched it because I was in college when Columbine yeah. happened, and I remember watching. Shocking. I was watching the news reports, yeah. but this is just the straight film, right? So, and this was all from inside the class, in, inside, inside the yep, classroom. Yeah, wow. yeah, shooting, you know, just wow. the, the whole thing, and. One of the statements that he made that I never forgot is he said, these are predators. Predators hunt prey. They don't hunt other predators. Mm, wow, that's good. And and I thought, how do I make sure that any nutcase does not think they can come in here and and hurt the people that I love? I want them to know that we will fight back. Yeah. And that was the point of the training. Don't don't bend over for these people fight them throw a chair attack them if this should happen yeah. don't be passive yeah. be aggressive because yes people might get shot yeah you might get shot 
but we've got to do everything we can that this day would never happen. Could you imagine what would happen in our church if you had an active shooter situation? It's just terrible. Oh, they just listen, I, I know how many guns are in our lobby on a Sunday. <laughs> if an active shooter actually, if an active shooter actually tried anything at our Noblesville campus, I mean, they would be dead before they probably could even, you know. Well, you know, and you just just think about it from this perspective of, you know, I, I think that that's probably the way it would go too, yeah. Micah. But the the only thing is, is just just imagine how that would appear in the community. Mm-hmm. That you know, like, are you safe? Can you even worship God? Yeah. Can, you, can you go anywhere together? Imagine if a, a little kid was killed, right? Yeah. Just a, a it's a it's a horrible yeah. thought to think about. And I thought, well, what can I do to make sure? Because predators scope out where they're going to attack. Yeah. They look for gun-free zones, yeah. right? That's why it's stupid to have gun-free zones yeah. because criminals don't obey the law. Yeah. You know, That's and the a craziest lot of- thing, you know, even our schools, like it'll be like, oh, we're a gun-free zone. Anytime I hear a teacher say or an administrator say, no, we're a gun-free zone, I'm like, wow, so you are really you're so just, dumb. You're just, you're just, you're all, just open season on, yeah. on all the people that are in here. It's shooting fish in a barrel is all, yeah. is all, the, so, all it is. So we just said, well, what can we do? Well, for two bucks, we can buy a sticker <laughs> and put it on the door and let them know. Hey, you're not you, just just so you know. There's a different group of people yeah. that that are that are walking here. Don't expect that you're you know we're just all going to lay down and let this yeah. happen, you know. So I I don't know uh, how many doors is that on? Uh, Twenty bucks worth of stickers? Yeah. To tell people leave us alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, a a good use of it. Yeah. Secondly, we require that everybody, if you're going to do it that you bear the responsibility for what you do. I, I carry a gun personally, um, and I don't ever want to use that yeah, gun. Right. I carry that gun not because I want to kill people. I carry that gun because I love people. Yeah. Love is what is motivating yeah. my heart. Because if something bad happens, how do you stop a bad person with a gun? You get It has to be a, a good, good person, person with a gun, gun. Yeah. right? And and do you expect, we were talking to Sheriff Quickenbush, they have to respond. They're not going to be able to get there in time. There's a lot of dead bodies by the time yeah. that somebody would would respond. I think of that uh, church uh, shooting that happened down in Texas uh, a couple of years ago, and they showed the video, and it was a small little Baptist church and uh, probably 50, 60 people in this, in this uh, sanctuary. You see this guy walk in, and, he, and he's kind of got a long trench coat on, and, and, and the, the security guard is talking about it after the fact, and he said, we had our eyes on him. He was, definitely looked suspicious. Um, and he gets up. Uh, he sits down and he's just kind of there. And so they're just kind of keeping an eye on him and like, okay, this is a little weird. Well, he gets up, pulls out a shotgun and he, he starts shooting. Well, I think he shoots, maybe gets off two, two shots, if that. But by the time that second shot goes off, you see probably, th- I think there's three other gunmen that stand up, open fire on him, and this guy's dead. Now, he did get one person. These were just, these were just citizens, these in, the citizens in the church who carried a weapon. Who carried a weapon. Yeah. And they they killed him. Got they sent him to the Lord. They let the Lord deal with with him. And they they. But what happened was is, can you imagine if someone would have pulled out their phone, dialed nine one one, waited for police to get there? In a matter of probably two seconds, this guy had already killed I think one member of the of the congregation and mm-hmm. wounded someone else mm-hmm. in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Think about how much damage he would have done in about two minutes. Or three minutes it would take if, and that's probably pretty good response time for a country church like that 
for a law for law enforcement oh, officer yeah. to get there. I, th I think it's more like seven. Seven minutes, minutes? Is, is more normative. He would have been able to kill dozens oh, of people and reload and, and go yeah. back at it again, yeah. right? It, it, and so some people will say, "Well, it would just be better if there were were no guns, right?" <laughs> yeah. But um, they've tried that in other countries. Yeah. You just have a lot of people stabbed. <laughs> Are you going to get rid of all knives? Yeah. The the issue is not. Uh, the, the inanimate object. The, yeah. the issue is the heart of people. Yeah. Right. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Yeah. Right. I have a gun. It has never jumped out and shot anybody. <laughs> and I have lots of guns. Yeah. Right. All kinds of different guns yeah. for all kinds of different purposes. I have yet to have any of my guns yeah. commit murder. Yeah. Right. But what happens is, we we have we have people who think, well, let's just have nothing there. So there's less chance. We live in a fallen world. Mm -hmm. The Bible says evil men will wax worse yeah. and worse. We are we're only trending towards more and more and more and more violence. So the 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 thing is not to disarm yourself. The thing is to say, I'm going to do my duty to love my fellow man. But and but I'm going to. But Nathan, as a Christian, Jesus didn't call us to take up arms. He called us to love people, didn't he? Well, you got the problem with some of that, okay? First off, Jesus Jesus comes and you know, the Bible says that that he's going to come with a sword out of his mouth that's, that 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 slays. All right, I'm not going to I'm not telling you, you know, Jesus was here to save the world. Um he he was here to die on the cross. Nothing was to prevent him from doing that. But do you know he never told his disciples to get rid of their weapons? Mm. He what? does He what? does tell—actually, he says this. He says, if a man does not have a sword, let him sell his coat and buy one. <laughs> so in modern-day language, it would be like, hey, go buy a Glock, You know pastors. that parka you have that protects you in the wintertime <laughs> yeah. against the cold? Yeah. That's a really important thing. Sell that and buy yourself a weapon, yep. okay? Now, the, the disciples clearly carry weapons— because whenever they're talking about that, the disciples go, hey, we have two weapons. And he goes, yeah, it's not. Right? <laughs> and and he, then, doesn't say, he doesn't say, no, get rid of one. He says, no, two, ah, two or. Uh, I think that's good. Then, then we've got, then we've got, uh, I, I don't, you know, if you're watching The Chosen recently, you got a little glimpse into Simon the Zealot. Zy Simon carries a special knife where he's kind of taken a vow that if he gets... Anywhere near a, a certain Roman official, he takes a shot at them. That's mm. what God calls this guy out. Now, clearly, Simon had to lay down that mentality for what God was really doing, right? And what what God wanted. But but the point is, there they had a there was a warrior mentality of uh, with within these guys. Peter hacks off that guy's ear. He wasn't aiming at his ear. <laughs> He, I was going to say, if he was, that was a good shot. But do you notice what Jesus says? Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, throw away your sword. Yeah. He says, put, put away your yeah. sword. Not that he's not supposed to have that, yeah. but just that this is not, you're trying to prevent me from going to the cross. Yeah. I've already rebuked you and called you Satan about this one before, <laughs> right? I'm supposed <laughs> to go to the cross. I could call legions of angels yeah. right now. Who have lots of swords. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you missed an earlier Jesus, Sex, and Politics, God is the originator of the sword. Mm, yeah. He gave the angel the sword that, to keep 
uh, Adam and Eve from going back into right. the garden? Where did swords even come from? God gave it. You know, it's it, it's not. But it's not to hurt anybody. It's more of a symbol, isn't it, Nathan? Because that's what my my grandparents were. They, I loved them to death, but they were pacifists. They were Mennonite missionaries to World War or to Japan after World War II, and they did not like the idea of the sword, did not like the idea of guns, of anything like that. And their their argument was always, no, that was the old covenant. That was the that was God of the Old Testament. God of the New Testament is all about love, acceptance, always, you know, just hugging people. And I I asked my grandpa, I said, Grandpa, what would you do if somebody came in, broke into your house at night? They lived in Goshen. And actually in Goshen, uh, probably 10 years ago-ish, there was a um, I think a professor a professor at Goshen College. Uh, some somebody broke into their house and killed uh, him and his wife in this small little Amish community in northern Indiana. And I don't know if they ever found out who did it, to be honest with you. But but I remember it was like, it was pretty earth, it was it was just earth shattering up there. I mean, it, it, nobody was ever, would ever expect something that evil to happen. And I, I asked grandpa, I said, grandpa, what would, that, what would you do if, if someone did that to you and, and like, and came into your house? And he's like, well, I would I would ask them like to not do that, and I would I would pray for them, and I would tell them that we love them, and <laughs> I was like, and you'd be dead. <laughs> well, you know, and some people say, well, all you're doing, Nathan, is you put your faith in a gun, and I and I, I it was actually uh, was it your father-in-law, I, my father, oh, <laughs> and he was a pacifist too, and uh, and I said, well, you put your faith in a lock. He's like, what? You know, we both put our faith in metal. Mine, mine shoots metal, and yours, you oh, know, like a yours, like a door lock yeah, on the unlocks. Yeah, he had, he had like he locks six, his door. six or seven locks. Deadbolt, his... deadbolt, 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 deadbolt. <laughs> you know, and to get through a door, it, you had to open Fort Knox. <laughs> and I said, I know, you know, you you. He goes, that's just smart. I said, that's my argument. Yeah. It's just smart. <laughs> and you're thinking, you're thinking that, so, so they tell you, like, you're, you're trying to keep the bad guy out there, dad. But, you know, they, they, they say, hey, if you shoot a man on your porch, drag him into your house so that when the cops show up, he's, he's in the, and you know, what? like, this is just gonna be harder for uh, me to get him into the house with all these locks you know, here. You know what's scary, Mike, is, <laughs> is that, is that just the lawsuit, the way oh, that yeah. they will prosecute yeah. you, you know, if you do do, if you do carry a gun, you really carry a great risk. Yeah. And and yet I just love people. I feel like if something were happening, how could I not stand up and yeah. do something? I mean, in that how moment I not stand in that up moment you something? you say, "Listen, if this if I go to jail for doing this, I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm protecting people who are innocently being preyed upon by a predator and if our if our legal system is so corrupt and jacked up because all the lawyers out there will jump on this, then so be it. I'm going to do what's right." And and that's and that's the hill I'm going to die on. It 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 yeah. might happen, but yeah. but at least you know it, to protect my wife and my kids. Well, oh, by the way, my my wife carries a gun, right? Uh, and she so doesn't. Do, so does she, mine. she doesn't do it all the time. But I I feel so much better knowing that I've empowered my wife mm -hmm. to be able to uh, to protect herself whenever I can't be with her. And 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 here's another thing: you 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 don't want violence against women. Concealed weapons laws, when they go into effect, um, crime against women drops. 
because you don't know what woman's packing. Yeah. And her gun will kill you just the same way. You want to talk about some deadly women? There's some deadly women at Life Church with our gals and guns group, oh, right? Oh, yeah. And they feel— So we do. They, it's, uh, it's God, gals, and guns, and they get together once a month-ish, and they go out and, and shoot. And, and they shoot, and, they, and, yeah. and these are not weak women. These are strong women mm-hmm. who who say, you know what, I can I can do my part in protecting myself. Yep. But you know, I, here's the here's the other thing, Mike. So many people they just think that that the Second Amendment is only for protection, personal protection. Mm-hmm. But we believe that it's more than that. What else is the brilliance beside be, behind the Second Amendment from a from a constitutional perspective? Well, it keeps it keeps the government in check. Because if the government knows that the people could could revolt, it is less likely to come and uh, be, become tyrannical. And that, and you know, we we see uh, over and over again that our founding fathers they didn't trust government. They didn't trust even the government that they were they were creating. So what did they do? There's a mechanism in place that would keep the government in check, and that's a well-regulated militia. And and the right to bear and keep arms will not be infringed. And and this idea of and I want to hit on this real quick too. A well-regulated militia doesn't mean regulated like regulations from the government. It means a well-maintained militia, a well-maintained militia that the people get together, they organize, they understand that if for some reason the government ever becomes tyrannical, then their duty is to rebel against it and to take up arms and to and to remove the government from happening and and or from existing. And I think that. Uh, Thomas Jefferson actually believed, he said, the, the tree of liberty must from time to time be, um, uh, watered. be, be watered by the blood of patriots yep. and tyrants. Yep. And, and, and what he was saying, he, 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 he wrote about this. He said that every 20 plus years, he felt like government would probably have to be overthrown, that there was going to have to be some revolution, unfortunately, because government just grows too quickly, too fast, and becomes too tyrannical. Yep. And we've been fortunate on, in, a, in the United States that, that hasn't happened, but that's not to say it won't happen. That's not to say it can happen. It certainly could if we get a, if we fall asleep at the wheel as the people and you can you can vote your way into tyranny but you got to shoot your way out and yeah. that's the problem a lot of people say well we can just give over a little bit more of our freedoms and a little bit more a little bit more well before long you have a tyrannical dictatorship totalitarian state and and the only way out of that is is usually with blood yeah you you look at yeah. you look at venezuela yeah you look at cuba right now watching on tv cuba and these people who want to be free, yeah, but they can't be free because yeah. they have no ability to do that, you know. And if they had, if they had weapons, yeah. it'd be a different conversation, yeah. Yeah. right? And I, I gotta say, I love seeing Lady Liberty, you know, seeing seeing the flag, the flag yeah, yeah, waving, glory. Yeah. and 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 uh, and to see that happening as a symbol of freedom in oppressed in places, Cuba. yeah, you know, in Hong Kong, uh, it, it makes me, it, it it says, yeah, okay, we know. Yeah, is there is is America a violent place? Yes, there's violence because there's evil people, mm-hmm. right? That's gonna happen. Yeah. You're gonna have criminals that kill one another. Yeah. It's better for us to be an armed people yeah. and be free, yeah. and have the ability to stay free, than for us to be a dearmed, yeah, a disarmed people and think that we're not still gonna have criminals. Yeah, that's right. The criminals will just more or less be ruling over you, and uh, they will be. You know, I, I, a couple of weeks ago, and I brought it up, and when Alvin and and Elijah were here, but 
the uh, a few weeks ago, I, I listened to a podcast and it just it's been resonating on my heart uh, recently. But it was the testimony of a thirteen year old of, of a young lady. She's about twenty five years old. She's she was thirteen when she escaped from North Korea. Mm-hmm. North Korea, it, you got to see the effects of of communism, the 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 fruit of communism, the fruit of t- uh, uh, dictatorship and totalitarianism, and. And it didn't happen overnight. This was late 1800s when when you're beginning, you saw in Korea, North Korea, the same thing started taking hold. The mindsets that were that that are taking hold right now in the United States and in places like Venezuela and in places like Cuba, those were the same mindsets that were that were happening in the early uh, 1900s in North Korea. Well, fast forward to 2000, 2001, 2002, you have this young lady who's 13 years old, and she is. She's she she tells she tells us a powerful testimony where they said we didn't even know what freedom was we didn't even know what liberty was we didn't even know we were oppressed America you talk about being oppressed you're not oppressed if you know you're oppressed you're oppressed when you don't even know you're oppressed that's oppression and she said I we we risked everything to to leave North Korea but we didn't even know what we were we were looking for food we didn't even we we didn't even understand the concept of defending liberty. They talked about America. We heard people talk about America, but America was evil. We didn't know that America was the was the city on a hill, the shining city on a hill that Reagan said it was, because we were told everything opposite from those ruling over us. And they have no way of standing up to the Kim regime. They had no way. And if you were to reject the the Kim regime, Kim the Kims were gods. They they're essentially gods, mm-hmm. is what they are over there. If you reject them, they don't only come after you. They come after your children. They come after your family, your extended family. Not even just this generation, but they do eight generations later. You begin to be in a class. Now you're classed as a re- rebel. So you could be born eight generations later. Someone in your family did something that the Kims didn't like, and now you're sentenced to to a life of prison camps because of what someone did eight generations before you. That is the wickedness we are up against. Our founding fathers knew that, so they gave us a mechanism in the Second Amendment to stop it before it gets there. Because if it gets there, it's too late. We will not. Our kids, if we if we find their if they're disarmed, it's too late. The government wins at that point. You, and, you, yep. you got so much stuff that's being characterized as gun violence. Guns don't do this stuff. Yeah. We had guns in our country from the beginning. Yeah. Why do we have school shootings? Because we have lost, lost people. Yeah. This has to do more with the fact that people don't know Jesus yeah. and they are broken and they are told that this world just came into being through a cosmic yeah. blast. There's no point. There's no God you answer yeah. to. Now we have a mess. Yeah. But it's not guns that are the problem. It's people that are the problem. That's right. You have uh, Indianapolis where we're at. Uh, you have terrible leadership. I mean, Joe Hogsett is uh, is a, is a Democrat, and he like most Democrat leaders in in big me- mega cities. Um, they they do everything to remove guns, even from police. They don't want police to carry guns. There's there's a there's candidates running for mayor in New York City that are saying they're gonna they're gonna disarm police officers. And <laughs> Romans and Romans thirteen <laughs> says they carry the officer carries not the sword in vain. Yep. So the officer is supposed He's to carry supposed to have a, gun, a weapon according right? to God. According to God. <laughs> 
But yet we have we have then idiot mayors like Joe Hogsett or de Blasio or people, you know, Atlanta, Philadelphia. You have these idiot mayors who go out there and think, oh, I'm going to make the city safer by getting rid of the sword, by getting rid of exactly what the Lord said was going to be needed to keep the peace, right? And so, oh, well, what happens? Well, you don't have peace. People start killing each other. People start getting raped. People, there's more burglaries. There's there's total chaos, like in Indianapolis. Nobody wants to go to Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a joke of a city right now because of Hogsett and what he's done to remove the ability of police officers to be able to do their job. What needs to happen is you have to get a strong leader in there and say, hey, we're not only going to arm police officers, we're going to take the handcuffs off of them and we're going to let them start shooting the bad guys. We're going to say, hey, if you see a bad guy doing a bad thing, don't like, listen, if you want to arrest him and you think it's safe to arrest him, go for it. But I would say as a mayor, I'd rather you shoot him and give him over to God so that God can deal with him, let God deal justly with him, and remove this person from our streets. You know what would happen? Overnight, there would be a there would be a drop in, in crime like nobody's business. And, uh, <laughs> I, I feel the sentiment of what you're saying. I would say this, that the, the officer's job is to bring them to the judge. Their job, in now, you know, I, I don't think that an officer should not fire if his life is in danger. I think that, that that's kind of the rules of it. But a we're, they're not to play judge, jury, and executioner. They are to play, their job is to get them there is there evidence? So shoot them in the do, leg. In the no, we we do believe in due process. Due process. Yeah, due process right? is good. Yeah. We we believe in due process. Let's go that way. But shoot them if you have to. <laughs> I I think that the bigger problem is that we do not go after smaller crimes. So, you know, you you watch these videos of people walking out of out of uh stores. Uh, and they're they're carrying all these different things that they've stolen oh, yeah. because they know they can steal up to a certain amount and there be zero prosecution. That's not going to be the way that works. Prosecute them on the smaller things. You know, I I, I, I drove by a car uh, a police officer that was out in Carmel right as I was driving to come here today, and and when I saw that police officer, I thought he's there to to nail people for speeding. When you nail people for speeding, you send a message to all the society that sees their presence and goes, I need to get a radar detector. I don't have a radar detector. <laughs> no, that's what, that's what society is saying. <laughs> I, oh, crap. I need I, to get a radar I detector. I need to <laughs> obey this law and I need to honor their authority. Yeah. Right? I just think that if we go after smaller so, things, what you do is that you send a message. There's law and order in this yeah. town. You if, know, actually, though, from our founding fathers' perspective, they never intended that police officers were the ones to protect you. Or So you brought up the looting. So we saw that last summer with the Black Lives Matter looting when they were destroying cities in America. And they were going in and you saw just, you know, tons of people looting. Our founding fathers in that situation would have said the Second Amendment is also is also created so that you could shoot those people who are coming in to your to defend your establishment, your property. defend your property, life, mm -hmm. liberty, and property yeah. was the original intent. Yeah. The pursuit of happiness was actually was actually was uh, was changed because the pursuit of happiness. Our founders believed that if you honor God, that will bring happiness. Mm -hmm. The whole idea was was to honor God, mm -hmm. but part of that was God gives us property. You get you get the ability to defend your property. Mm -hmm. So so even in this concept of the Second Amendment, when I saw what was happening last year, I I said, man, 
and, and listen, if you're a business owner, you get you can do what you want with your property. But I thought if this was my property, I'd be setting up I'd be setting up uh, in my in my property with guns ready to go. And and you come in you come in to steal something in my and and take my property, you're going to be met with gunfire. And a lot of times people say, well, Mike, you're a pastor. You can't say that. I mean, like, actually, it's probably more in line with, with biblical thinking than what you're trying to do when you're disarming the people from being able to defend their property. We saw it all throughout Scripture when the Lord said, hey, you, you can kill this person because they did this thing to you or to your property. And you see that in the Old Testament, and you see that, you see that carried out in uh, in. Just biblical, biblical ideology. There, there's especially where it comes to self-defense in the moment where mm-hmm. lethal force is being used. Yep. Where, where I think that we do need to make sure because these are big things we're talking about here. Um, that we we go back to remind ourselves that it was government's responsibility to carry out punishment upon the wicked that 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 the community comes together that's what we have in our in our judicial system sure. that's we elect these judges we're saying hey you make sure you punish the evil doer you take them outside the city gate you yeah. you do this if they steal they have to pay back four times what they've stolen right, right? there there is this process of due process this point of due process and we need to make sure that we honor that but I guess the question them. that I have is self-defense in the moment. So what happens self-defense is in the moment what is happens is yeah. is you you have these these cities, you know, where like I said, the mayor was is saying, hey, don't you're not allowed to shoot anybody, police officers. Well, I, I think that what you're doing is you're handcuffing these police officers, you're handcuffing these business owners. They don't want to be in that situation. It's not like they go out and look to shoot somebody, but you find yourself in these moments. The the evil doers have to know the criminals have to know that hey if I do something so uh, egregious against society I could find a civilian come across a civilian that will not that will not take this lying down they will put up a fight and it could cost me my life well is think, that not what Jesus says when he says he that lives by the sword shall die by the yeah, sword yeah is is it not is it not wait wait do you realize that if if you do this, yeah. it's going to have an equal and opposite reaction over yeah. here. Yeah. You uh, what what is what does Romans thirteen say? It says don't you don't have to worry if you're a law if you're if you're a person who obeys the law, you don't need to fear the police officer. Yeah. Don't fear the police officer because he's an officer of righteousness. Now we all know that there are bad apples out there, right? So the, the those do exist, and we should with accountability, make sure that we have the best of the best out there. But at the same time, there's a number of people that never get shot in their life. Why? Because they never put themselves in a situation where they're going to get shot. (laughs) And that's, uh, you choose not to live a violent life. You don't really have to worry about that. When I watch these cities and I see the the average age of some of these young people that are dying is like 22 years old in some of these inner cities. Why why do we accept that? Why is that okay? It's it's because that place they might have all the gun control laws in the world. Well, like Chicago. Gun control laws yeah. didn't change the heart problem yeah. that's really going on there. There's what does Jesus liken murder to? He says hatred. Mm. 
Yep. If, if if hatred is what is behind premeditated yeah. murder, we need a spiritual fix. Yeah. We need Jesus, but we also we also need good policy that helps people know and learn to do right, and then also fear what happens if they don't. Well, I think that's the point. Is is there's consequences if you do wrong. There's consequences, and I think that's for all of us. And I found our founding fathers even intended that for government. Government, yep. if you do wrong, there's consequences. That's why the Second Amendment exists, and and we we really have to stop looking at guns as being the problem. Guns are not the problem. Guns are the answer to the problem, in my opinion. I believe guns play a pivotal role in responding to the problem. Now, I should say, when I said answer, the answer to the problem is what you said, and I agree, the hatred. But guns play a role in making sure that we deter that evil from bearing in, down on us. In the hands of citizens who never want to use them. Yeah but only want to protect yeah. civility. They're great. You know, they have a place. Yeah. And that's I, here's the other thing. You, you know, if you have somebody who's carrying a gun and they're doing it le legally, yeah. they walked through a whole nother set of obeying the law to get that permit. That's right. And they are saying, I am submitted to the government, well, to, to, to the law, and to do this righteously, they've they've done that. That's a whole other issue that we can dive into. Do you need a permit to carry a gun, or should you have to be required to get a permit? Well, to that's carry a, that is a great the argument. Constitution, I would argue, is our permit. I and, I, and so, I but, understand, but I'm yes. just saying, in the world we live in yes. today, you're saying these people have gone through, through an extra, extra step yeah. in the process to say. I want to do my, my part, part. To keep everybody safe. Exactly. Yeah. Which again, this is it's everybody has a duty to keep themselves safe. It's not it's not the government's job to keep you safe. The government can help in that, but it's not they're not the priority. You the you the sole individual, the citizen, you have a duty to protect yourself, your life, your liberty and your property and you have the freedom to do so. And that's why yeah. the second amendment exists. So Amen. we'll keep fighting for it. And uh if you uh yeah, if hey, you subscribe if you yes, haven't done it. Make sure you, you subscribe Always and uh, share us. Always and forget. and uh, we don't do the best job of marketing Jesus. ourselves. That's because we're depending on you <laughs> to help us. And you know what? If some of these things you're like, okay, I kind of like that that dialogue because because they even disagreed with one another. That's because that's how that's how iron sharpens iron. So one man sharpens another, and that's what we're hoping. People are gonna be like, well, Micah wanted to shoot everybody, and Nathan leaves in due process. <laughs> So, I believe no. <laughs> in due process. I just get a little excited. Uh, no, we 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 want we want to obviously uh, see civility in our world. Yes. So you know, but they can shoot him if they have to. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. If you do choose to shoot somebody, boy, you better have done it right. That's right. You do better it right. Cross your T's and do, yeah, dot do your it right. eyes. Have man. the have the insurance. Have the lawyers. Uh, Guy Relford. Guy Relford here, here in Indianapolis. He does a great show on WIBC called Guy the the Gun Guy, and he's a constitutional two A lawyer. He defends people who find themselves in those situations. He's a great guy. Uh, if you ever need somebody to reach out to, reach out to him. He will. He will back you up in the court of law if you ever find yourself. Hopefully you don't find yourself in that situation, yeah. but if you do. But all right. Well, hey, this has been Jesus, Sex, and Politics. I'm Micah. And I'm Nathan. And we talk about all the things culture doesn't want to talk about. That it just scares you a lot. <laughs> we'll see you next time.